Should we do a test first? Yeah, that's sure. I just want to see if like the levels come up. Um, can you just talk into yours? Yeah, I can talk into mine. Uh, yeah, looks like we're kind looks of? like we're doing it. It's showing Wait, some. Am I up top? Yeah, you're up top. Okay, I think yeah. I just need to be close to the microphone. It, well, it, they're like meant to be like pretty low wavelengths. Okay. I think I don't know. I don't really know what I'm talking about. Um. Anyways, we're here. We're doing it. Uh, welcome to yeah. No Correct Way Podcast Number Three. Three-ish. Three-ish. Yeah. Three I'm with my friend here, Bree Douglas. She is a visual artist. Um, amongst other things, she does photography, you know, gra- graphic design, art, all sorts of different cre- like awesome work. Uh, she's kind of has some really cool stories. Uh, we met probably in the past year. Yeah, I um, think so. And uh, yeah, it's just been uh, really cool seeing like the change up from Don't Feed the Unicorn to where you're at now. Thank you. So welcome. Thanks for having me. No worries. So, um, as uh, we discussed earlier at dinner tonight, we uh, kind of <laughs> talked about a lot of the a lot of the subjects we'll be touching on. Yeah. Um, but for the people that don't know you, um, why don't you get start just by painting sort of a, like a picture of how you grew up, where you grew up, um, and just sort of a little bit about yourself. For sure. Um, so, as you mentioned, I'm a visual artist now. Um, that has been a long time coming. Uh, I grew up in a small town called Woodstock. It was the dairy capital of Canada. Nice. Um, <laughs> we had a cow as our main statue. It was great. You personally uh, had a cow or your town did? No, I, we, we weren't with the fancy folks that owned uh, the cows. We, but the, the town had a oh, statue okay. that was a cow. <laughs> um, so I grew up there. It was very small. Uh, you know, it, it was either... Um, I grew up there. It was, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to Woodstock, but I wouldn't recommend it. Is Woodstock's by London or Cambridge? By London. London, yeah. okay. It's great. You know what? There's, there's, I, there's still tons of my family members that live there and they love it and stuff. But, uh, it's, uh, I just remember like being in high school that it was the option for everybody was either you're doing like copious amount of drugs um, to get (laughs) through like the day and like not like smoking marijuana, like people like gene out in class. Like it was, it was, it was aggressive. Um, So I graduated from that city and left uh, and after, you know, partaking myself, Mm -hmm. um, and then I left, partially to do with that sort of unhealthy atmosphere. Um, and then I went into journalism. Cool. Um, and from there, just kind of like did everything. Like I've worked in pretty much any job um, nice. to get by. You can name it. Like I built cars in a car factory. <laughs> really? <laughs> I bet you didn't know that. No, I didn't. Um, and I was a welder for like a month. That was not enjoyable. Uh, and then I kind of moved into where I am now, um, but it, it took a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so what were you like as like a like a little kid? Were you you know like social? Or were you were you artsy back then, or were you kind of just? I was fantastic. I yeah. was no. I was <laughs> I was I was very outgoing. I was very artsy. Art was like my favorite thing. It was my jam. Um, yeah, my whole life I've been super into art. So, and then when you were a kid, um, like, did you, do you remember like what your dreams and aspirations were at the point or? I wanted to be a vet, a vet. Mm, but that's just, I think like every Everyone, small child wants to be a vet. Save your town cow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> save my town cow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Seat. So you want to be a vet. <laughs> and then, um, did you, did you pursue that at all or were you just no, I didn't. I ended up, so I actually did want to go through uh, with art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had a teacher when I was in grade, so it would have been OAC. Um, she was my art teacher and she was so unhappy and really? she was so grumpy. And like, she just looked, am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Okay. Like she was like, <laughs> she just looked like she fucking hated her life so much. And I remember thinking, 
what if I pursue a career in art and then I teach people art? And then I was like, not that I actually do teach people art still and and I love it, but like she just was so bitter. So it deterred me. So I ended up going into journalism and then just kind of found my way back into it. Okay, that's cool. So you saw like a hole of like the shitty art teacher. Whereas like, I feel like most people in that same scenario would just be like, well, like art's just shit because like, you know, your teacher just puts it off you. Um, It's kind of like, when I was going to university and whatnot, I was like, you know, trying to look up to like the te- the profs and whatnot who are mm-hmm. you know teaching marketing, and like, I like sure they're teaching marketing, but like that wasn't something I wanted to do. Like they were talking about like how they did it and everything, and then but then they were like a marketing prof. So yeah. I, I kind of came to the realization like to like really would do what I had to do. I had to learn from the people who are already doing it. Yeah, which yeah. is cool. So it's cool that you want to do that, but also like wanting to be a visual artist. Would that be the best word for what you do? You know, I like, even I have a hard time still when people are like, what do you do? And I'm like, lots of things. It's, <laughs> they're like, because I'm also, I do photography, yeah. I do digital design, I do set design, I do like tons of everything. Like, right it's on. pretty crazy. But like, you know, there's been so many people that have come to me, like when we're talking about like my socials and have said, you need mm-hmm. to just be putting like one thing and just focusing on it. And I'm like, but. I do like 10 different things. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty cool because, but then you also blend them, which is, yeah, I try to, it's a good thing. Um, so growing up in Woodstock, uh, what, uh, like what eventually pushed you to kind of like escape that town and escape like all the, like the drugs people are doing. Did you end up getting intertwined in that or were you able to escape it pretty well? No. So I, um, I want to say I was 19 and I had smoked weed maybe like twice and I was at a party with a boy I liked and mm-hmm. they were all doing cocaine and I think he offered to me and I was like, oh, I want to be cool. Uh, <laughs> and peer pressure got the best of me and I did it and I became like heavily addicted. Holy shit. Like yeah. heavily addicted to the point where I was like Friday night straight through till Monday morning. Wow. And I was working at the time at a newspaper in Woodstock okay. and um Actually, this story is pretty crazy. And uh, I I had called in sick the Monday morning mm-hmm. because I had been on, like, a bender since Friday yeah, yeah. night. And I used to be able to, like, work through it, um, <clears throat> but I was too sketched out this time. And <clears throat> they so I called in sick, and I got a phone call from, like, an hour later that was, like, somebody has been murdered and, like, nobody ever Jesus. dies. Yeah. So I had to go to the actual scene and was like extremely high on cocaine and oh my oh like while you were working I, or yeah, like you got called in okay yeah, yeah. I thought so you just I, meant like it happened no no no, no. Like, I got called so I called in sick and then about an hour later they were like we know you're sick but you need to go like somebody died Jesus so I went there that was probably the worst experience of my entire life. I don't know if you've ever been on cocaine, but I don't recommend going to... And well, I don't recommend doing it, let alone going, going to, to a, like a, a murder, murder scene. scene. <laughs> um, so from there, I literally... I think I called my parents and I said, I need to move. And I moved up to the army base with them within like less than a couple of weeks because I knew that I needed to get away from it. So you were living in Woodstock by your, yourself at this point? Correct, yeah. Okay. What, what, do you have any uh, siblings? Mm-hmm. I have a little brother and a sister. Okay, cool. So, and so yeah. were, was it just you on your own living in Woodstock at this time? Yeah, it was just me on my own then. So what was it like uh, like moving out by yourself? At like that? I guess that's not that young because people are doing it in university. And what, Actually, college. I moved out when I think I was like 16 and a half or 17. So oh, wow. Okay. My um, mom, uh, she's I love her to death and she's awesome and she loves us the most, but she... Uh, struggles with a lot of mental issues okay so we I I think I was fighting with her a lot and I just I wanted to leave the house and so I ended up I think I ran away probably like four times before I permanently moved out and I lived with a friend for a while and and yeah nice so Mm -hmm. so you're on your own and then um so like what was that transition like were you were you still in school then so I went to school no, I went to school after that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So 
So then Woodstock, and then moved out to the, uh, was it Borden? Base Borden? Yeah, so. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, way out there. <laughs> Have you been Borden? Uh, no, I've just, like, heard of, like, funny stories. A buddy of mine ended up in Borden trying to get home from Wasaga Beach. Yeah. Like, to Brampton, and he just went the wrong way and just wasn't paying attention for, like, yeah. two hours. We could do a whole podcast, on. like, ten podcasts on the mental health of, oh, yeah. of the men in the Army. It is a, a tough situation. But Yeah, well, yeah. so. And were your parents working in or related in like the military? Or yeah. So my stepdad, um, he was in the army. Oh, okay. He's like the greatest man. Ever. Nice. And yeah. so you guys were basically like, what's the name for the people that the families that traveled the army? We, uh, there's oh. like a, there's like a term for it. Like there is an army army rat. Yeah, that, like that, the kid's name. Yeah. But no, because I was like, I missed the 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 young childhoodness of the brat. Oh, okay. Term. So you're. <laughs> Army adolescent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right on. Um, okay, so then uh, what were the, like, what came from that? What did you, uh, like, when did you eventually, because now you're in Toronto, so yeah. obviously something something changed in between. So I, uh, I've always been, like, whenever something bad happens to me, I've always been a person that instead of like becoming really bummed out about it, I, I try to be positive and find like yep. good things to do um, and to grow from it. So like when I moved to Barrie, I ended up getting a radio show and like doing really well there. And then when I reached a point where I was like, okay, you know, I've done pretty well here. I want to move to Toronto. And then oh, okay, I moved cool. to Toronto again because I'd been there before for school mm-hmm. uh, with with a friend of mine. Right on. So wh- what was, uh, and then did you move to Barry by yourself or? Well, no, Barry is Borden. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, yeah. Why am I? Borden's like a half an hour out of Barry. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of a totally different spot. No. Okay. That makes a lot more <laughs> sense. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's, so you're there, um, started a radio show and whatnot. And then, so you mentioned this, uh, you know, when something bad happened, you wanted to like get out. So what was like, what, like, what did you learn from whatever that experience was to like, like, what do you, what do you think pushed you personally to, you know, take that path of, you know, trying to make a difference or like positive effect as opposed to like, you know, just mm-hmm. falling off the rails? Well, I think like with a, a lot of people, um, you have to hit, you know, when you're in that sort of, uh, situation, some form of rock bottom. And like for some people, you know, what happened to me, like not being able to do my job, a job that like I'd always wanted to do and not being able to show up and, or showing up high in cocaine at a murder scene mm-hmm. was not what I wanted yeah, to no, be doing not. with my life. Um, and for rock bottom from other people is like losing all their money and losing their family and stuff like that. So uh, everybody's rock bottom is different. But for me, that was like, I will never again. And, you know, I'm a bit big advocate now of not doing drugs. Yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> well, so it's almost like a, like an, a, like inverse to goal setting. Like you, mm-hmm. you set your bottom and then like people do it with like stocks and investing. They'll set it, their bottom and then pull out if they know like, or like people do it like, like smart gamblers will like do that as well. Yeah. So it's c- kind of cool. Like you like built that up personally to yeah. have like, you know, this is my like stopping point. Yeah. And like we're able to make like the judgment call to do that. And it's, it's crazy because like there's a lot of time when I'll be interviewed, people will say to me, <laughs> when I'm being interviewed, people will say to me, um, you know, what would you change about your childhood? And like in my, um, in my head, I would think, you know, maybe that's long stretch of cocaine. But then also, <laughs> then I think about it and I'm like, no, because <clears throat> if I didn't experience that, and have those situations, then I wouldn't have learned from them and built off of them. Yeah, moving forward. No, I, I I totally see that like side of things because, mm-hmm. um, you know, if it, for most people, I I feel like everyone kind of like, no matter where what sort of state you are, you like have these bubbles, mm-hmm. and like when you set like a problem or like whatever it is that's like technically outside your bubble, your bubble grows to like overcome it and like you know yeah. like grow from it. So it's like. Those, like, and same thing with like learning new things and everything, like whatever, like pushes your bubble to essentially to be bigger mm-hmm. is like awesome. So like, that's yeah. like, a, as you know, not like good of a thing that is, <laughs> at least you're able to like take something and learn from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what, uh, so what was it like when you like first moved to Toronto? Did you, would you kind of come out on your own? 
So I was living with a girlfriend at the time and I like, so (laughs) I've kind of always had the philosophy like with almost every job that I've had is like, I just fake it until I make it. Yeah. And I like, so I got hired. I think I was like, I, I, well, I bartended for probably like 10 or 12 years because you're making decent money on top of everything else you're doing in Toronto's expensive as fuck. Um, Mm -hmm. so I started working in marketing, uh, back then, no, there was something else I worked. I worked for a company where they, where Coca-Cola would pay us like 150K to do studies to tell them if, if we should put the bottle on the left or the right side of the, of the shelf. Like it was very oh, intense, like the, detailed uh, marketing. I want, yeah, no. there's a name for that where it's like, um, it's not, I, I, I know exactly what it's, yeah. what it's called where it's like the, um, like almost like a census or like yeah. s- like kind of like surveying or but like I AD worked testing. with like the actual psychologist that designed the oh, test cool. and then we would do we would find people and yeah it was it was pretty interesting and then I ended up um like bullshitting my way into sales and marketing so like at, at your point in your life like w- like where would you be at would you have like finished school at this point would you have so I didn't end up finishing school so when I was going to school um I went to Seneca at York and then I went to Fanshawe for radio. Okay. And I was hired. Uh, I was hired for radio when I was on Borden. I got hired for yep. an actual radio station when I was in Borden with my parents. Okay, cool. So, and what do you think? Um, like, what do you think is like, you know, deep within you to like start making all these like pivots and changes? Like, uh, like has there been like events or anything that happened, or is it just be more like a you know, I'm like getting bored or getting done here. And like, what's, what's caused you to like level up essentially each time? I think, so I've done it since I was a kid. Like I always had to like excel in my mind and like be the best or try at least my hardest to, Mm -hmm. to be the best. Um, I don't know. It's like a survival thing that kicks in. It was like when I, when I quit my marketing job to do photography full time, I was like for an entire year eating probably Mr. Noodles every meal. I was so broke. Like I was so poor. Um, but you just like when you, I, I think like when you want something bad enough, um, like the universe will conspire to, to give it to you. So like, it's kind of like an adapt to overcome sort of thing. Like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, uh, like adapt to overcome is like, fake it till you make it just in yeah. different, different, uh, stances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that, that's cool. So you come downtown and then like, what's like, paint me a picture of this. Like what's, what's it like, you know, moving downtown and cause wh- how, how old are you being at this point? Probably. Oh, I thought <laughs> I was out at like, I was out, um, at near Wilson and I thought that was downtown. Oh, downtown. okay. So you're not like, even, I had yeah. like fully <laughs> gone downtown, like downtown, this is downtown where we are yeah. now. Um, it was weird. It was like, I don't, it was very strange. Woodstock has a population of like 30,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, so to come to Toronto, it was different. Well, it's funny because I'm, I'm from a town of 250. So I'm like used to the, the tiny, yeah. tiny town. But that's only about like 35, 45 minutes of tr- away from Toronto. Right. So I'd kind of get like the both worlds. Like I get the, the small town country and then come downtown. Yeah. And so I was like, I was getting everything like, and then my dad, uh, when my parents split up, he moved to an even more like boonie mm-hmm. town called Hillsburg. Okay. And he actually ended up like he's got now a horse farm, so he's like okay. I'm used to that like you know country bumpkin kind of. A horse farm's pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. up there, but it's like for him, I don't understand. It's more work than it is yeah. like any benefit. But people are like people find enjoyment in that, right? Yeah. Like that's I've talked about, I talked about this the other day to someone like what is. Um, a goal for me or what I want to be doing with my life could be like constantly moving and taking photos and doing all this shit. Whereas like for someone else, it's literally just going, doing their nine to five, coming home, playing video games. And that's what makes them happy. Yeah. And it's like, we judge, I think we judge way too many people for what they're doing. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think someone said it to me the other day, we're all going to the top of the mountain. We're just taking different paths to get there. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, I personally went through an experience like that. Like when I was, um, like taking photos and kind of like, like got good at it, I guess. And mm-hmm. I got kind of like got all like cocky about it. And I remember going to like a trip to 
Paris with my like mom and sister. Yeah. And like I was just like so stuck up about it. I was like, oh, they're just taking like fucking like tourist photos. But yeah. it's like, well, yeah, they are. They're in the like, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Like, and I was just yeah. like too like uptight to like take a photo of like whatever it was, like the Eiffel Tower from like a great view because yeah. it was like, oh, it's cliche. So like I, I kind of got in that like the head to like be like, this is like so dumb what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But then uh, eventually I kind of like came to the epiphany like, but they're so happy doing it. So yeah. like what, who am I to say like, like yeah. shit on it? Because yeah. Our, our ego is definitely our own worst enemy, right? Like there's something that I, since this new year, I've been trying to be super conscious you know, like I'll see something on Instagram and I'll go to say to my boyfriend, hey, did you see such and such? And I realize that I'm gossiping yeah. and like it brings no good. There's nothing good that happens when you're gossiping about people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like it's almost uh, like in more in more ways, it's negative than anything because you're just like putting it out there. Yeah. You, you're just like you don't gain anything from like right. saying like that's that's stupid like, yeah yeah well and if you believe in like the power of of the law of attraction right like if you're saying shitty things about someone else then you're going to end up attracting that shitty shittiness thing to yourself. Yeah. yeah so if you even you're like oh well you know like say it was like a like i'll get it all the time while i see people like post like and you've probably seen like the people like the the hdr photos that are just like you know glowing edges and whatnot yeah. and then like I'll, I'll always catch myself because like to me those photos are so cringy but yeah. then i'll be like well they're trying and they, someone must yeah. like the look if like you know they you see and they get a couple hundred likes or whatever yeah. like whoa whatever so yeah i catch myself all the time i'll go to write like a comment or a status and then i'll be like is this adding anything good to the world by doing this yeah, literally it, like it, or am i just about to get in a massive fight that's gonna end up with me probably crying yeah. <laughs> and like my boyfriend <laughs> telling me i shouldn't be engaging in arguments on facebook yeah the yeah. D- facebook is definitely <clears throat> accessible for that like where yeah. everyone's just and like most of the people who are arguing on facebook are usually just trying to posture for like their social circles that yeah. are what but and and like you'll see them and then like they'll just get in an argument for like lack of but they'll also they do it. People want to be the person that says the comment that gets the most likes, right? Yeah. Like they genuinely like now with the you know I'm glad that there's tons of things coming to light and people, you know minorities are speaking up and all these great things, but there's people that aren't affected or have anything to do with it that are getting involved in making comments just so that they'll be the person that gets the most likes yeah. on, the, on the Instagram Wait, And, phone. like, really those likes don't, like, They don't do solve anything. a problem, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's, I think I think that's also just a negative with, like, the social media generation because, and especially, like, the news today is, like, so sensationalized. Yeah. Like, everything just gets blown out of the water. Like, just something taken out of context will, like, extremely blow up. Mm-hmm. Like, um uh, that thing on the news the other day with that, uh, that kid and the native man, um, there's like the, there's like a native man, like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And so, um, I like, I read into it a bit and like mm-hmm. the news like blew it out. There was just a photo of him that kind of made its rounds of like him, like smirking at the guy. Right. Um, and then it turns out like the guy was the one who actually approached him and sure he's making, wearing like a make America great again hat, but like there's a whole different side of the story that never was broadcasted because everyone just latched on to like actually, what they saw. You, I think you read wrong. It's oh, really? Like, yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. So, okay, what was happening was, because I ended up spending like six hours reading about it because oh, I was yeah, like, this is messed up. So, the did you see the video of the kids actually mocking him? I saw I saw, saw the one of like the kids yeah. mocking around it. Yeah. Um, no, there was like, there was, so there was the whole group of kids mocking him. What happened was the white kids were making fun of a group of five black kids. Black Israelites, right? Yeah. So what right. happened was the um, the Aboriginal gentleman, um, Nathan Phillips, right? Is that mm, his name? So, something like that. No, that's... Um, uh, so he, uh, as part of their practice, uh, started doing singing a song that was um, uh, trying to... It, it, it prevents people from fighting. and I see, I see. So what he was doing was trying to stop that. So, so he kids, was trying to defuse it. So he was trying to defuse the situation because he was. He said that it was continuing for six hours and it was to the point where he was worried that the kids were going to actually physically harm the oh, other children. So okay. he 
felt he was like, if I don't do something and I stand by, I'm just as bad as the kids that are fair, making fair. fun of the other kids for being, um, for having dark skin. So he like stepped in. So that is a case where I'm like, that is appropriate. There are other things that happen that I'm like, okay. So for example, like the, um, the Christmas song, the baby it's cold outside. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm a big advocate of me too. I was sexually assaulted by a photographer here in Toronto. So like, I'm very behind it. But when we do things like with this song, it's just, it takes away from the actual seriousness of what the actual issue is, right? right? So when people are getting up in arms about shit like that, you're like, okay, Just like this wasting. is going to make everybody else that's not properly listening to us not going to listen to us even more because you're not, you're just wasting. Like, it's just... Yeah, yeah. and like, it, it just like blows up like a news story and like yeah. a, a direction. That, and then like, it gets, um, I guess like shit on for lack of a better description. Because yeah. like people are just like, it's a song that was made... I don't know how ever many years mm-hmm. ago. Like, would you want him to like change the lyrics now? I think the yeah. So, so like stuff like that, I, I like completely agree with you. It's yeah. insane. Like, because people just like latch onto something, and then once it makes its rounds, mm-hmm. every single person will latch onto it because, like, again, like you're saying, they're getting the most likes yeah. on it. Well, that's what I was. Ta- um, we were talking about at dinner too. The um, that book I told you about by John Ronson. So you've been publicly shamed. Mm-hmm. Is about the evolution of um, public stoning to what is now the internet phenomenon. So in one um, example, do you remember Justine Sacco, the girl, the woman rather that made the tweet before she got on the plane going to Africa? Um, I think so. You might so, have to refresh me on it. Okay, so she he interviews her for part of the book. Okay. Um, and this is one of many interviews, uh, Mm -hmm. but before she gets on a plane, she tweets going to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white. Wow. Extremely racist. Very inappropriate. What happened was by the time she landed 10 or 14, um, hours later, she had been fired from her job. There was a mob there waiting to, like, attack her. There was, like, it was insane. She will never get a job again as a CEO. She will never, like, her life is ruined because of this. Now, what happened there was what she said was racist. Is she a racist based on, like, everything else about her? Maybe not. We don't know for sure. Um, But when she was interviewed about it, what she said was she was, like, what I tweeted was not right, but it was just so ludicrous. I made it in the sense that it was, like, a South Park sort of joke. And she was like, I never would ever think that or say that about people. But because that, like people were then threatening to murder her, to rape her, to do like all these terrible things. So like what happens now with this internet phenomenon is like, is rape and murder less worse than being racist? Like it's, yeah, it's wow. like, it goes, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like what it spiraled into. It, yeah. The, the whole like situation in that is they're just wild. Yeah. Like, like yesterday I saw um, there was some girls posted something from their the own a store here in Toronto and uh, I guess something had po- somebody had posted something negative about her mm-hmm. so she shared it on her social media and then you saw the comments and the comments were like those girls are fucking losers and I'm like in my head I'm like you're literally doing the exact, the exact same, same thing, thing yeah, yeah. that they just posted about like it's 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 pretty crazy yeah everyone and yeah it's it's crazy because like. I feel like bef- now it seems like it's such a a thing to like really like really like you know tar and feather people yeah. just for when like before you know people would like say if you heard of someone saying that on the street they'd be like okay well that person's just an asshole now it's like everyone takes it to extremes and just like yeah. blows it out of the proportion yeah I mean I think we do in some in some places have a social responsibility not to be quiet. Um, but I think now there's too many people behind computer screens that are jumping on for sure. Yeah. Well, we kind of digressed here, but (laughs) (laughs) big time. Um, so where were we? We, uh, we'll, we'll try and re re get back on the, well, I think, I think though everything we were just talking about is, uh, has a very big impact on mental health, right? Like social, um, you know, social media bullying is a real thing. Like I, uh, I had one of my worst days a few months ago when I was accused of something online that wasn't true at all. And like, it was, it was people that, you know, like, I don't know that I'm not going to see again. And, and it was just so ridiculous, but I was so upset about it for like three days. It ruined. Yeah. So like, you can't, you can't imagine like people 
you know, what people go through. And there are tons of people that are committing suicides because of being bu- bullied online. And like, there's, there definitely needs to be a bit of a change in what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when, like personally for you going through like these things, like, like getting, you know, publicly shamed and whatnot, mm-hmm. or, um, just like anything through life that's like being like extremely negative, how have you like got through that? Or like, like for your own experience, you, you mentioned you, you like take the, the path of positivity instead mm-hmm. of like, you know, getting derailed, going down a, you know, starting doing yeah. cocaine at crime scenes again. <laughs> at the crime scene. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I mean, like for me in my head, there was no other option but to keep going. Right. Okay. I don't know why. I don't, I, I don't know how that was instilled, installed in me and as a child. I had no leadership of that, so there's no reason why, but I just, if something bad happens, like, it's just, what do we do to keep going forward? That's not to say I don't have really shitty days where, like, I'm bummed and I'm going to accept that I have a really shitty day, and that's part of dealing with, you know, depression and anxiety, too, is we feel like there's so many, um, so much on us to to be happy and to be positive but part of being happy and positive is accepting and being okay with your emotions being sad or happy right Mm -hmm. so you're having a sad day just say to yourself okay today's a sad day i'm probably going to eat some crappy food but tomorrow's going to be better and it's going to be good if you just like address it and put it out there even like if you just acknowledge in your mind like if you know you're down and you just like keep saying like you know i'm having bad luck and then like you catch a couple of red lights or something while you're driving. You're like, yeah. this is fucked. Like this is just yeah, keeps yeah. getting worse. But if you're just like, you know what? I'm just having a bad day. It's not my day. Let's, yeah. but then you like try and push it forwards. And you mentioned like anxiety and whatnot. Yeah. I think anxiety, um, the anxiety of having anxiety like cripples people the most because yeah. they're just so worried about like, you know, what could happen. And they're just yeah. like getting these boxing matches in their head. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you mentioned like, uh, acknowledging all these like these things is how people stay happy and I think yeah. like happiness in general is right on the other side of that anxiety every single time no matter yeah. what you do I feel like if you feel like anxious or like nervous about going into something mm-hmm. you'll probably be happiest if you yeah. like push through on the other side but if you let it win you're, you're just and it's gonna yeah. then you'll just get worse because then you'll be like that ain't like my anxiety I can't do this or whatnot yeah. so if you just it's true like, the fight or flight sort of thing I had a I had a life coach one time. Um, I was like, I think I had gotten in a fight with a boyfriend, and I was like, I'm sorry for crying. We were talking. She was like, Stop! You need to stop feeling bad that you're having emotions. You're allowed to have emotions. Right. And she's with like she would do this uh, thing with me where she was like, take your hand to your chest and say, Of course I feel this way out loud, and it's just accepting how you're feeling, and. Um, you know, not beating yourself up for it because there's so many people that are taught, especially men, that you're not allowed to feel, don't yeah. feel. Like, no, no, definitely. Yeah, and yeah. I think, um, and then going sort of back on the topic mm-hmm. of anxiety and like that, of course, I feel this way is like, is pretty cool. I've never heard of yeah. that before. I think when I was at Tony Robbins, there was something similar, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, but then there's the, this, like the similar thing is where, um, life happens for you instead of to you. Yeah. And like when you start thinking that way and like, you know, start thinking like what I learned from this instead of like, this is fucking terrible. So step away from the victim mentality. Yeah. That's that's like a huge thing. And then, and really, cause like, you know, most like terrible things that happen in life, no matter like how bad it is, usually has like a great lesson attached to it as long Mm -hmm. as you take it from it. Yeah. Um, like, so you mentioned like getting sexually assaulted in Toronto. Like that's mm. a, an absolutely fucking terrible thing. Yeah. But like sucked. what, what, uh, like what did you pull from that in a positive? Well, honestly, so when it happened, so it's a photographer that is still active here in Toronto. Um, he, I came out about two years ago, a year and a half ago. Um, when I saw, it was about when Me Too was happening and another girl had mentioned and she had like kind of a smaller network that she was sexually assaulted by him. And I was like, yo, he sexually assaulted me. Is this like my chance to actually like share this? Because when it happened, like 
it's scary. Like if you are raped or in a position of being sexually assaulted, the chances of going to court and proving that you were sexually assaulted are it's the, the statistics are insane. Like it is so scary and it's so not fair. I can you imagine? And, That's crazy. Yeah. And we live in like, like when I posted that this person sexually assaulted me, one of the first comments was from another female and she said, you should be more careful making accusations like this. Like, what if he comes back and sues you? And I said to her, you are the reason that people don't speak out about being sexually assaulted because you make them feel unsafe in doing it. And this was, like, on social media? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's like, as bad as getting, like, you yeah. know, publicly shamed. It's, like, yeah. if someone to, like, publicly deny is, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, there is, like, these the stories of, like, you know, over-sensationalized, but, like especially when that like just came to light, like Mm -hmm. everything was serious. Like that was, that's insane. Yeah. And the one thing, like the one thing I do regret in my life is not speaking out about it then. I mean, I do understand why and I'm okay with it now. That being said, when I did come to light and I shared my story with everybody, about 10 other people then came forward and said that it happened to them too. And somehow he's still out there. Oh, yeah. That's fucked. But there's tons of people that are like that here. There's like sleazy, a like... very famous musician, rapper that is from Toronto right now that has done some terrible things that is yeah. just popping off. It's crazy. Like the amount of like shit like that that yeah. people get away with for so long. Yeah. Is ridiculous. The R. Kelly thing is mind blowing. Oh yeah, that's so like insane. I, I was working on a project um, about the Me Too movement and ten different men that have been accused of it. His like list of what he's actually done and just got away with for so long is is crazy. Like it was a joke. And like it's still going on. Like he's like living in like the Trump Hotel. Some yeah. I can't remember where it is. Yeah. But, like there's still girls like in that like sex slave yeah. ring or whatever that are just and like. Being like, yeah, I'm just living here by choice. I'm an adult. Like you get though, like people, I don't know what it is or what has happened, but people become so enamored with the idea of celebrity, right? So like after Chris Brown beat up Rihanna, Rihanna, there was girls being like, he could beat me up any day. Like that's not okay. No, no, that's that's like you just because this person has money, has followers, does not mean it's okay to physically abuse you, sexually assault you, or anything like that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, looking looking at yourself, like, what would you say has been like a couple like pivotal or key moments that have like really shaped who you are at this point today, like good or bad? Like, what's really like taught you the most that like you know like lessons you take with you every single day? Oh, okay. If there are mm, two moments in my life that were probably. Um, okay, so when I switched over to doing photography, that was very scary. And ever since then, um, that was like such a big leap because so I, I only picked up a camera three years ago. And then within one month, I was I was published. Really? Yeah. And That's crazy. So then I was like, you know what? I can feel like in my gut and in my soul that this is for me and I'm just going to do it. And by doing that and taking the chance, whenever I have like a project or an idea come up now, there's no doubt in my mind that I can do it because mm-hmm. it taught me that I can literally do anything. Like staying in something that makes you unhappy is is mind boggling to me. So was like, was doing photography, what were you doing like before you picked it up? Were you still working in the bars? I was bartending as well as doing marketing and sales. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So... Was, like, photography something you were, like, procrast... Because one of the things I've... Um, just from, like, listening to stories of, like, entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or people who are, like, kind of, like, self-made is they end up having, like, this side hobby or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they just lean into it full force. And, like... Because, like, I think a, a huge lesson in that is, like, you should pay attention to what you're procrastinating doing. Like, right. it, whatever, whatever you're supposed to be doing and, like, whatever you're filling your time with doing instead is probably something you should pay attention to because if it's yeah. something big like photography or whatnot. That's very smart. I never thought of that. Yeah, like um, a, a hilarious example of that is uh, like Microsoft, Facebook, and I th- I want to say Apple mm-hmm. all were, um, all basically came out around the exact same time of year when like final exams are because that's when like people that's were like... Were doing instead of studying. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so it's like stuff like that is pretty cool <laughs> to see and like, 
Hmm. Like the people, the biggest fashion designers are probably like, you know, in a lecture on business and just like sketching shoes and whatnot. Yeah. Stuff like that. So it's, it's cool to like see. So how was the story of like you picking out the camera? I don't, I don't even remember how there was like, I was, there was a few friends that I knew that like kind of did photography and one girlfriend was like, well, I have a camera for $200. Like if you want to, I'll sell it to you for 200 bucks. And I was like, okay. So then I like taught myself for the first year and a half on this Nikon D80 on a very small frame, (laughs) how to shoot. Like, and I shot everything. I shot music. I shot fashion. I shot everything. And I just figured it out and like worked so hard. So this would have been like 2015? Yes. Okay, so we picked up the camera around the same time. I yeah. started like May 2015, I think. and Yeah, I, it was like June or July because I remember it was summer. Yeah, and like yeah. for me, I picked it up just like, I remember I was living, I was still living in Caledon, so I didn't move downtown yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I was just bored. And to be honest, the reason I picked it up, I saw a buddy of mine pick it up and I like started chatting with them. And I was like, I'll like, let me come. I want to like try shooting photos. And yeah. we'd like just wanted to explore and it was pretty cool. So I got a camera and like originally, like I'll, I'll be like, I hate to admit I started it because of like, I was bored and I wanted to like try and blow up on Instagram. And yeah. then I did. And then now it's kind of like wilted a bit because I did it for the wrong reasons originally, but like fell in love with like some of the process of it along the way. You were like, okay, there's lots of great male photographers out there. You're a very good photographer. Um, What sets you apart as well is that there's so many male photographers that pick up the camera to just meet hot chicks. Oh, yeah. And, like, you're, you're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like, I I feel like all the guys like kind of... Yeah. Like had a phase like that. I I don't know if No, you you definitely I'm sure you didn't, but like you can you can see it in people's I want don't even want to call it artwork, like when their Instagram is just like them putting females in compromising situations. Yeah, F one point four girl, bra. Yeah. Check, 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 yeah. done. There's literally no <laughs> artistic value to this. You've just put some oil on that person and like oh that's my God. it. Like the uh, the milk in the bathtub, like that when that went around. Yeah, I've never seen that picture before. Yeah, I know. No, it's like people just absolutely yeah. blow it up. Um, so then, so then, like, let's let's talk about kind of the the buildup of that like photography business. Like, what uh, like what was it like? Kind of like leaning into that full time, and like what were kind of the struggles of going into it? I mean, I was broke. That that sucked, and like it was scary. Like becoming an artist. Um, and showing your own artwork is probably one of the most nerve wracking. Like it made my anxiety yep. so bad. Um, you know, and as much as I wanted to be posting photos for myself, if I wasn't getting enough likes, it definitely made yeah. me depressed. Oh yeah. And like, it's only now have I come to a point where I'm like comfortable with it. I still get bu- upset about it. Like a uh, message Alex and other friends and be like, yo, I spent... 20 hours working on this and I've got like 300 likes like that's like insane and I shouldn't be caring about things like that Mm -hmm. and I try to be conscious of it but in the beginning especially like it really hurts and like showing your art piece or your art is such a raw thing that uh it's it's scary like it's really hard to put yourself out especially especially with your stuff because it's like a lot more planned out like mine like the my style is a lot more different like I just take a photo of Lightroom, but you spend like hours, you know, like yeah. in Photoshop or whatever, light or whatever it is. Yeah. And like, I use Lightroom so, and Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like just the amount of time, yeah. you know, spent on that. And then, and then again, like, again, it's just Instagram, but yeah. still like it, you still get caught up. So especially because of like how everything changed yeah. on it. Like I remember like I was at like 8,000 followers and I was getting like 5,000 likes and then like, you know, you build up to like 20,000 and then you're getting like a thousand likes and like, what the, f- like, did everyone hate me now? Or, yeah. and that, but it's because they changed the shit up. I switched my name from Don't Feed the Unicorn to Brini and I lost 3,000 followers. Not because people are like, not, they were just like, who is this? And it's because I do so many different things. They didn't know who they right, were following. Right. Um, it's crazy. It's such a beast. When I first started shooting though, I was doing run and gun. It was more oh, okay. just that I was like, I was scared. Like it's scary. What if someone tells me I suck? Like, I know. You know it's, what it's I mean? Super, like then, yeah. then again, like 
I've, I've just more recently like figured this out now and I, but it's still like impossible yeah. to like completely like sh- shut off the noise of like, if someone's like this is like or uh, the worst noise is like getting nothing like if you post something and you yeah. get like zero comments and like yeah. that's when it's it like, feels I'll like i'll just go fuck myself yeah. and guys. <laughs> it's like, th- thanks friends yeah. <laughs> um but uh so like what kind of like adversity or like anything you like starting off did you face did you like was there any like pushback from like family or anything? Cause I know, I know that's been like the main, oh. the main reason people don't go into like creative yeah. sources because they're like, their families put this pressure on them to go and like to university, become a business accountant or whatever. And then if you'd like, no, my, my family actually like, so my dad, I was estranged with. So like he, I mean, I'm sure he cared, but he didn't, I didn't ever talk to him about it. Um, but my mom and my stepdad were like, whatever I did was magical and wonderful. Into, they were nice. like, I could be like, guys, I'm a murderer now. And they'll be like, amazing. Like, Are send you a us a one? picture <laughs> of the bodies. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Like, so no, there was no pushback there. There was actually like a little bit of pushback from people. So when I first started shooting, my work was more risque. Like there was definitely more nudes. So you would have friends or people that I thought were my friends being like, Oh, so you're shooting whores now. Like, Oh my God. Also it's always women on other women that are saying like the meanest crap. I feel like that's like, I think it's just like a nature of the beast kind of thing. Like I think, think women are a lot more catty in general. I'll probably bite my tongue. Yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> <Look at> that. <laughs> but we definitely, they need to, like, that's part of the movement that's happening. Like, we need to support each other rather than being like, ew, why is she wearing that? You well, know? it's like, it's like, uh, guys, I feel like, don't really talk much. Like, yeah. if they see something that bothers them, they'll just like, n- ignore it to the most part. And, but or then, we'll just say it. Like, if you're... Or they'll be like, that's yeah. like, shit. Yeah. But like, you know, yeah. I feel like on the, like the other spectrum, like women might like tear it apart. Well, a guy might be like that shit. Yeah. Th- like I feel like. Yeah. yeah. I feel well, like- I think like so like with I know with my boyfriend and I like if he's upset with one of his friends, he'll be like, "Yo, dude, what you did was fucking whack," and he'll be like, "Oh, sorry, man," and that's it. Oh, Whereas okay. I'm like, I'll sit there for a week and be like, "Oh, I'm so mad at her. Like I'm upset. Like what?" Is she- also, she just liked my picture. Like, fuck her. And then, like, yeah. it's, like, a week later, I'm, like, hey, I'm kind of upset about what you did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we can't just be to it's the like, point. Um, well, it's, it's like, I feel like it's like that with a lot of different things. And yeah. um, I say this a lot, where it's, like, if you let something bottle up inside your head, yeah. it just, like, rattles around there and, like, gains momentum um, and in your own head. But then, like, when you finally, like, let it out in the air, it mm-hmm. just, like, dies. Like, you can have this like crazy thought of, you know, this person fucked me over. This person did this when really it was like, when you just talk to them about it, they just made a mistake and you're probably yeah. you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I know. I've learned to do that. I was like, I was upset with someone the other day and I was like, Hey, it kind of upset me that you did this. And they were like, yo, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think of that. Like it was in the moment I was rushing and they were, um, that was it. It was fine. Yeah. Like yeah. you just like, and, and same thing with, just like emotions or like anxieties and like bottling it up, especially now, um, just in general, like you, uh, you kind of touched on this when you, um, when you talked about like, uh, getting like sexually assaulted, when you Mm -hmm. let it out, there's 10 other people who had like similar things with the same guy. So it's like, not that it's a good thing, but it's like, it probably felt a lot better to have it a off your chest and B to have, I don't know if it's better or worse, but be to have people relate with you. It was much better to have people relate with me because it, it was like, and it happens, it's happened so much because it's a lot of the times men with power that have, have, yeah. have done it. So like you see this person out in public and you see people being like, he's so amazing, blah, blah, blah. Or like, and really you're just like, and it's like, fuck. he's <laughs> not amazing. Like he's yeah. like, so it was, it was definitely nice too to be able to relate with other people. But even, um, even like a, like little, little problems people have, like, or mm-hmm. like, you know, you could be bothered by something or whatnot, but, and chances are like, you know, say you didn't get a promotion at your job or say, it, like, say your photo didn't get enough likes or whatever. Like even the littlest problems, if you just like, you know, talk it out with someone, yeah, they'll probably have something similar. At least like they might be like, chill out man it's just yeah, a fucking yeah. photo like, yeah sometimes <laughs> like it, like for example like if i'm if i'm upset with my boyfriend about something sometimes when i just say it out loud i'm like that's 
so ridiculous to actually like be upset about. <laughs> like sometimes I just need to. And you know, we like all have those days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like my girlfriend, she'll like, if I'm ever like annoyed or like upset yeah. about something, she'll, she'll make fun of me all the time. So I could tell like something's wrong and I'll be like, no, no, it's not. Well, it's because <laughs> you've been taught, right? That you're not allowed to say that you're upset about something. My boyfriend was the exact same way. He's now like come to a point where like he uses my sayings back against me. So like I'll tell like for the longest time, I'll be like, you know, we need to be able to speak our truth and like talk out loud to each other and like now I've caught him using these things like when he's oh, upset no. being like I need to be able to speak my truth and like you need to listen to <laughs> and me like, and I'm like oh damn it like he's learned my life yeah, I, tr- I tried to do that yeah. on Alex today and she just death stared at me I was yeah. like okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> um but that's cool like it it's it just kind of the thesis of that is it like I said it today is like taking an emotional poop yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a hilarious way to put it, yeah. but like if you have like something bottled up, just let it out. Yeah. Like it's like uh, as like derogatory as and or like shitty for lack of description <laughs> it is to say it's like how many poop puns can you do in uh, one sentence? I don't know. It's like well, it's like if you if you hold it in, you'll probably it'll probably make it a lot fucking worse <laughs> than if you just let it out. Oh, you're stuck on. Yeah. I'll, I'll take this to the, <laughs> but, um, that's yeah, that's, that's just like such a good analogy for just like, you know, yeah. airing out, like you don't want to be the person that airs out every single like little thing that bo- like bothers you. But yeah. like, if there's something that's bothering you to the fact, like you won't even like talk to like your best friend about it. Right. It's probably worth like talking to them. Like, yeah. You know, stuff like that. I think that I've found since I've become more like aware of who I am and me and my feelings, that there's not that many things that bother me. So if there is something like it's fine for me to to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I think Um, it it all comes with like building yourself up. So what do you think? uh, What's your opinion on like the biggest problem with like people and like the mindset over like whatever? Like, what do you think the biggest problem with people's mindset is like? in today's day and age like it seems like overall because of like just the state of the union and everything it's like we're kind of in this like anxiety culture um like what's your thoughts on that i mean it's pretty it's got it's getting bad yeah like it's like so i'm obviously an advocate for specific things like i mean i at the end of the day like i want everybody to be happy and healthy and stuff like that but specifically mental health and um as well as like women empowerment are my big things and i want to like speak out and talk about it a lot um but what's happening is like now making sure that people's feelings are not being hurt is coming in front of logical statements like okay so and I mean like it's good to be aware of what other people are feeling and that's like one of my big things that I teach like you know think before you speak and stuff like that um but I should be able to say a sentence that is the truth without okay here's an example so for my art show a year and a half ago I had a vision and one of the parts of it was called mouthpiece And one of it was that I wanted a woman walking around in a massive mouth costume. That was it. Nice. Thank you. Um, (laughs) And I I posted it in buttons and I was immediately attacked because someone was like, well, what is a woman anyways? Why does it have to be a woman? And like then other people jumped in and were like, it's the artist's vision. Like she's allowed to want a woman for this role. Like that's not fair to attack. So like now... Instead of posting stuff, I'm, like, having to think of it. Or another example was uh, the Victoria's Secret photo shoot that I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. So I did a, a photo shoot where um, uh, we shot a whole bunch of amazing plus-size models as well as transgender models. Yep. Um, and it was great. And 95% of the feedback was amazing. 5% of it was a couple of people, some more like 2% of it, a couple of people calling me out for it being racist. So there was... Racist. I know. So there was there was one woman of color in the shoot. There was actually supposed to be another two women as well that canceled the day before. So I had to make the decision 
to either go ahead with the shoot to continue it because I knew that someone would call me out for the, there not being enough um, people of color in the shoot uh, or to forget the entire thing and then not get the message across to people. So I decided to go ahead with it. And and you, to some of those people that were complaining on the, on the post, I, I said that to them and I was like, you know, they were like, this is a very white photo shoot. And I was like you know, I absolutely agree. We do have one woman of color in it. I would have loved to have more, but they canceled the night before and I had to decide to go ahead with either spreading this overall message um, or or just canceling the shoot. And most people were like, okay, good, thanks for like continuing to do the shoot and for answering us. One girl was just like, you shouldn't have done the shoot. Really? No so way. The reason that people are like that is sometimes people just want to fight. Sometimes yeah. people just want to get the most likes, again, the on the post and look cool and like... It's like this is where we're like we're reaching a point where it's like this is this is insane. Yeah. It's pretty it, it's it's literally just people trying to posture yeah. the fact that um like they're the better person and and then it becomes to an argument of I'm right versus you're right instead of, you know, trying to figure out the right answer. Yeah. When it, it's when really it's art. There's no mm. right or wrong answer. Yeah. Um I mean there's there's definitely wrong art, yeah. but um, like, but there was also like there was women of color jumping in being like, "Hey, I am a woman of color. It's fine. Like you yeah. need to chill. Like this is insane. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's crazy. Like and I think so. I like that kind of leads to my next question is like, what's kind of like the, the adversity you face day to day? It's just like because you're kind of putting out um, like art with like motion behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like you no matter what like what stance you take there's always going to be people but which is fine there's there's no matter what i think any stance whether it be like political or societal Mm -hmm. you're always going to have opposition and then i think yeah like how do you how do you go about combating that or like do you just not combat it and just try and rise above it well the purpose of art is supposed to be a conversation right like so a lot of the time what I'm doing is starting the conversation. So I, you know, if someone's being negative on the post, I'm, I let other people interact. Um, unless like it's to a point where I'm like, this person needs to just be blocked. Like they're just an asshole. (laughs) It it happens all the time. And I think you made a great point of like, it's either I put the message out, you know, maybe it's not, the most inclusive or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you kind of see something similar, like when you, when you talk about like big, massive charities and then like mm-hmm. people will see like the, like the CEO or whatever, the charity making money. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, okay, well, great. He's making money, but he's also helping like thousands or whatever yeah. planet. Um, but people always like shit on Like he shouldn't be making money. It should be a charity. Well, it's yeah. like, he could be, you know, running a s- successful business, like, doing like something not good for the people. So yeah. like there's like so many con- controversial stances on like, yeah. and everyone will just try and argue, you know, their yeah. point on anything. I, uh, yeah, there was something there was, I posted something in buns like a year ago and my boyfriend was like, you just accidentally like poor shamed that person. And I was like, no, I didn't mean it like that. So like the person had said, it's too expensive to live in downtown Toronto. And I was like, it is expensive. I work two jobs to be able to live down downtown here. And then I was like, but I work hard so that I can do that. And they were like, so you're saying I don't work hard? And I was oh, like, I'm not. No. And I was like, no, like, come on, man. And then I was like, but I've always been on the mind of the mindset that if I want something bad enough, I will do whatever it takes to like get it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that just did not come across well in that Ben's conversation. <laughs> Do you think there's um, like you gain that trait from something like in your past or do you think it's just something you've always kind of like the, the sort of like the know. fight or flight thing that did you like you get that from your parents? Cause I think you mentioned. I don't think so. Like, so like the, I mean, I know I get my hard uh, uh, work ethic from my stepdad. Like he, okay. so my mom, as I said, um, when she, when we were younger, w- was struggling with some mental issues, so she wouldn't be able to work all the time. So he was working from 7 a.m. till 3 p.m. and then Holy would work shit. from 5 till 11 and then get up and do the same thing each day. So I definitely got the hard working ethic from him. I think what happened was 
I saw the lives that were around me and that they weren't happy. And I just knew from a young age that I never wanted to be in that situation. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know, I, I feel like there's, there's that side of things. And then there's like the, uh, there's, there's two, I guess there's like two sides of that coin where it's like, where people have like these like super positive role models and whatnot, which mm-hmm. you had, uh, your parents and whatnot. But then when you have like the circle around you, um, like there's, there's that saying like, you know, you're the, the product, like the five closest people to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that saying doesn't apply to me. Ex- I, I know it's just yeah. that, that's why yeah. it's cool. Like, uh, like you had the five closest people want to push you away from them yeah. in a sense. Yeah. And so I, I, it had like an equal, equal, like an also opposite effect of like that saying. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, you know, that's very true. I mean, now I'm definitely like, I surround myself specifically with positive, like upbeat yep. people that are ambitious. Um, but I'm, and yeah, cause I'm super absorbent of like other people's energies. Like if you're in a crappy mood, like I'll accidentally get in a crappy mood too. Right. So now, now did you, um, so say, say 10 years ago, do you remember like what your like goals, dreams or aspirations like were at the time? 10 years ago? Like, or um, just like at any point in your life in the past, like, do you remember like, like what you were trying to reach for? No, there, there was Honestly, until I started photography th- three years ago, I have no idea what I was doing with my life. You were just, and it doing wasn't it. until then that I was doing that I was like, "This is my purpose. Like, okay. this is my Amazing. my thing." Which is cool that you kind of like found your thing, and then you're able to like lean into it right yeah. away. Because I think a lot of people kind of like shuffle around. Yeah. That's, the uh, the the thing that like really did it for me was: Have you ever seen that Alan Watts video? What if money was no object? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like, oh shit, like. I can do this. Like, and he's got like such an inspirational voice. That's why I was like, I'm doing it. Yeah. That's cool. Like you just, um, like you find that thing and just like, and whatever it is, like, especially because photography is only like three years old in a sense for you. Like whatever people do, I feel like they should, you know, go at it in full force. And if you like, if you, you know, don't succeed, whatever, like at least you, you, at least you tried and you should put everything into it. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like I, I'm yeah. a sucker for not doing that because I have like a full time job and I want to do yeah. like all these other things, but I like just let myself kind of coast. That's why when I got into photography, I kind of leaned like fully into it, but I yeah. leaned into it for the wrong reasons. Right. And I still I still love it and I love like parts of it, um, and like the friends and experience I've got out of. Mm-hmm. But like I don't love like doing it enough to like pick it up every day. Just go try and like rough it out in the cold in the city. Yeah. Um. Where so now I've like found this podcast and I think like just um a it gives me like a a chance to like learn from like my friends and whatnot and like people I know who have like have cool different stories and b um hopefully it makes an impact in like the way like the stigma at least and the people we know and that it reaches out to that it's okay to like basically like the thesis is just let it out like yeah and like take that like grassroots approach towards like the mental health like world it's great there's 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 not a lot of stuff happening like that especially in toronto yeah there's like the november that does a bit of it um and then like cam h does it but that's a whole different world yeah like i was on the cam h board and i was with them for a while and the reason that i went on the board was i wanted to make a difference and i wanted to talk to people that were our age and younger because I find that their messaging is a little um, out, outdated. Yeah. Outdated is the word I'm looking for. Senior, or just like... Yeah, older. It's speaking to an older generation. Right. Um, and it's not making it feel like it's approachable for the younger generation, which mm-hmm. there really needs to be a lot more help. So when I went there, there I just found that that they weren't really listening. So I ended up leaving like after being a yep. year there. Well, and KMH, it's like an amazing thing that they do. Mm-hmm. And, but at, like uh, when we, um, when we finished up our, uh, or sorry, not finished up. Um, when, uh, when my second buddy in the past 12 months uh, commit suicide in mm-hmm. December, like early December, uh, we rate like a group of our friends raised uh, like twenty grand in seven days for KMH. That's amazing. Um, but I th- I think like 
the issue with KMH is that it seems unapproachable mm-hmm. um, in a sense that there's no like like the feel good or like approachable messaging towards it. It's just like very like mental health is like really bad mm-hmm. instead of like that. And that's kind of the, what our stance we want to take on it is like make it so it seems like it's not as like mental it's a scary health. thing, yeah. but at least it's like an easy thing to talk about. Mental health is just mental health. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, it's like mental health and body health are like the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, if you have a cough or something, you'd go and talk to someone and figure out what's wrong with it. Yeah. With like, you know, if you're sad or depressed or whatnot, yeah. you should be able to like talk to someone and figure yeah. it out. Like you, Yeah. It's on. So I was like, my anxiety for the last couple of months has been like really bad. And I realized it was because I had started drinking coffee again. Really? So I quit drinking coffee and I'm completely back to normal. That's wow. Yeah. It's caffeine. Yeah. The caffeine killer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people that I don't think realize how much it can affect them. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm bad with it. I've always, uh, I've always been like really bad since I was like younger, like growing up with like energy drinks and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this is like a good step to approach and really wanted to like talk to just start like talking to the creatives and like, mm. cause I think a lot of people get like so caught up in the rut and then like keep going down like whatever path it is that they think they should take because of like the parent parental like pressure that they have on them or like, and usually that parental pressure is like because of their own parents' anxieties of like they want their kid to go to school so they can yeah. tell their friends that they have a kid going to university for whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when really it's like you'll be so much happier doing what you want to do and like carving that path like yourself yeah. and just like that. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think we, we's, you know, touched on some like interesting points from like a very like fine level and then i think in the future we should start talking to more like deeper stuff and really finding out like what i you know what it is i i forget about things that happened to me like i definitely have not told you about the cocaine police story before (laughs) and like (laughs) it's not until you're like hey what was that moment that i'm like oh shit yeah people probably should hear about that right yeah well it's it's like it's kind of like your like the sexual assault story like i'm sure yeah I'm sure there's been other things in your life that have like been a sense of or like a piece of adversity and like what has like really put you down in the past where mm-hmm. you've like probably learned like way greater lessons than it affected you negatively. Yeah. Um, at least like where you're at now, like you could almost like thank those things for yeah. like happening. So you became a better person. Oh, I do. And I think there's like my, actually my uncle is in a, he did a post yesterday about accepting your past and being grateful for it rather than being negative. And I think there's so many of us that look back and be like, fuck, I wish I didn't do that. I wish I didn't do this. I wish I didn't do that. Like everything happens for a reason and you are the person you are because of your past. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Cool. Well, cool. I think we, I think we did it this Yay. one. Um, we'll do definitely do more in the future. But I appreciate being a, one of the first guests and no very problem. impactful first guest. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Brie. Thank you. Good stuff. Killed it. Thanks, That was fun.